0: Welcome to Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap. I'm Ryan Jenke, alongside Corey Litton, and welcome back to another episode of Action-Packed Racing. Corey, what do we got going on this time?
1: Well, we're starting to get a little bit more racing in this area, which is, it's it's a great thing about Uh, time right farmers are getting into the fields which are important Uh, that's really important so that means we're getting some racing action too as well friday may 13th we had the i-94 sure step speedway in fergus falls had a fantastic night of racing out there ben walden he started second to last in the limited late model feature and then he took the lead with six laps remaining to score his first feature win of the season then it was kyle dykoff he won for the second week in a row after passing daniel aberley in the street stocks and actually same person he passed for the win so really yeah uh daniel Aberly, he has one coming he absolutely <laughs> has a, a win coming in the uh, street stocks out there uh not before uh, before though uh josh long he tipped over his uh car on the side for a three-point roll so that uh, the Unintentional uh, checkers, checkers and records Unintentional Rollover Contest, as I like to call it, <laughs> and have been keeping track for the last at least four years. Uh, so it, whatever side faces down counts as a point. Okay. When you go over. So he, he tipped it over onto the other door. So he, he went door roof door okay and so that's three points and uh, he was okay which of course i will not make fun of any any accidents without knowing or incidents on the racetrack without knowing that the driver is okay right but for sure yeah but uh yeah he's on the he's on the list where we have five cars so far (laughs) (laughs) you have a trophy (laughs) at the end of the year it's uh you win uh and you can enter as many times as you want (laughs) we don't don't want you to do it though. We don't, we really don't want you to do that um, because it costs you a lot more money than we're willing to pay out and we pay nothing. So, um, <laughs> so Brendan Blassick, he was able to muscle his way past Brock Grunwald with two laps left in the Midwest modified feature to win that one. And then Shane Sobraski with his modified win added to his big win total with only. 766 you are you're 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 looking i can see you looking at the script i sent you yeah you're looking questionably i am he has won that many times really in fact he's added to that since then i wasn't there so it doesn't count on this uh but yeah he's he has 766 wins as of friday um, this is uh, May May the thirteenth, right? Yeah, May the thirteenth. Uh, Old Brasky. He started towards the uh, front, but he also passed Brady Gertis who had actually did have a pretty good size lead, but he got tracked down, and Brady Gertis got uh, got passed on lap seven by Old Brasky out there. Then it was the Double One Express Pat Door picking up the big late model main event win while making the clutch pass in lap traffic on lap fifteen. And I looked because I was putting notes in my phone. While it happened, he passed at exactly 11-11. Nice. And his car number is 11. Uh oh, how so, many points How many
0: points does the uh, checkers and wreckers get for that? I, I don't know, but, I mean, <laughs> that's a stat that's going to live on its own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Say, going back to uh, uh, Shane Sebrasky, when 766, how long has he been doing this for? I don't
1: Do you know, know exactly it? how many years he's been racing, but I know that he... Usually, uh, he only raced one car that night. I've seen him win three races in a night. So that's, oh, wow. how, that, that's how that that stacks up over the many years. Adds up quick. You know, he, I, I've seen him win in a Midwest Modified, uh, Super Stock, and a Modified in a night. Sure. And, you know, without batting an eye. I mean, the longest thing... the, the the slowest he's ever been at those races, most of those nights was just switching between cars. Wow, that's <laughs> and putting crazy. On a, putting on a different helmet to get the the tear offs. Sure. Right? So, I mean, he's he's one of the best in the business that I've ever seen. So you know, it was pretty cool to see another big win by him. And where's he from? Uh, Rice, Minnesota, I believe. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's yeah he's out in eastern Minnesota area. Okay. So he he runs a lot. Um, I would say. Um, yeah, he, he just kind of moves around the central Minnesota, central and eastern Minnesota area. Okay, sounds good. All right, so
0: that was uh, May the 13th. There was some racing on May the 15th as well, huh?
1: Yeah, uh, I hitched a ride with a good friend of mine, Mike Speaker, down to Hussett Speedway in Brandon, South Dakota. This is in the top three of my favorite facilities that i've ever gone to to see a race uh and i've seen i think at 85 different racetracks that i've gone to really i forgot to look before i came here but yeah (laughs) it's in the top three that's all that matters but yeah brandon south dakota at the houston speedway uh mike cheney had a scary incident resulting in his number 12 car getting hit while on his roof after he he uh tipped over uh he was involved in an accident where he basically got kind of squeezed up into the wall um, and the car tipped over in its roof and another car drove into it while he was upside down. He was okay. That's a two-point roll in the unintentional <laughs> rollover contest. Corey, he picked up where he started and he led the entire race but barely beat matt stuerwald at the line by only point one three zero at the line which it, it was a fantastic race i i got to stand in the infield for it uh for the entire night and it was it was an awesome race i, I was in one and turns one and two but i could see those guys coming down everywhere it, it's a uh, it's a tight little bull ring kind of racetrack and it was it was awesome that's cool uh crowd was going nuts for that too as well uh In the three hundred five race, Saver sprint cars, Cody Island, he had a wild ride, resulting in a four point flip. He went all the way back onto his wheels. So, uh, and he's not. By the way, he's not winning the unintentional rollover contest. Uh, I will. I will update that one here. Uh, I know we have somebody that's uh, that's in the double digits already. Wow. Yeah, that was out of Bristol. Um, <laughs> his car briefly caught, briefly caught fire, but he was able to uh, escape unharmed. Uh, Trevor Service, who actually has a win at the Norman County Raceway last year on June 24th, he was able to grab the lead about midway through and walk away for that win. Uh, then it was the 410 Outlaw Sprints turn where Australian Linton Jeffrey drew the pole and made it all made all the right moves to bring home that win. And just moments after the final checkered flew, the lunar eclipse became complete. Ah, very cool. You could see it right over turn two from the infield. Yes. It was, it was it was. It was great timing. That's that's uh, uh, almost as good as fireworks. <laughs> we had a whole weekend. Of, we had a whole weekend of good stuff.
0: You know, it was. it was, yeah. it was pretty good. So what was uh, what was the highlight of of
1: the racing for you over the weekend there the thirteenth through the fifteenth? Oh, that's that's tough. I mean, that close finish out there uh, in the in the late model stock cars uh, it was pretty. Pretty impressive, but I mean, there was there was some great racing all around. A lot of people racing really hard early in this year, and uh, a lot of good clean racing too, which I I, I really appreciate. Yeah, (laughs) because you know prices are going up everywhere, so we don't we don't want these guys wrecking a lot of equipment. We want to see them putting on a good show. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, yeah. Well, I suppose like you like you said, uh, we're finally getting to racing, and it's the you know we're we're looking at uh, the middle of May um as, as we record uh these guys have been chomping at the bit for some time i imagine
1: you know and i've uh a couple of drivers that actually raced out of the i94 speedway uh on on friday night they raced out at bristol also in march and then they've sat and yeah. waited <laughs> yeah, and waited and waited and now they get a chance to race again so sure. it's it's uh even when they do get to race early in the year, you still got to wait and, but it's starting to look better right yeah, now. A that's lot good. better. Good, good, good. All right. So is, uh, do you have anything else for the local scene or is that, is that it? Yeah. That, that, uh, well, we have some locals racing nationally. It was, we'll uh, jump to that one. Uh, that one started out in Kansas at the Kansas Speedway out there on the Arca series. They, they were in action on Saturday, uh, May 14th. Um, Amber Balkin, who we've talked about a little bit in the, yep. and Bryce Hagerberg. They, we've talked about them. They took their shot at the mile and a half speedway. Amber Balkin qualified 13th with a 33.127 second lap, which is an average speed of 163.009. Uh, Ryan, how fast have you ever gone in a car? Man,
0: you know, my grandpa would every time he got a brand new pickup my grandparents farmed for their whole lives right and so uh when they got uh, uh after they got established and you know were uh I was around um they were able to uh um you know buy buy some stuff they actually you know really wanted to get and my <laughs> grandpa would always get a brand new Chevy Silverado red pickup okay and he would take me out there on Highway 13 just to the west of Wishick okay. and, and and put that thing down, you know. And, uh, man, I think every time I was with him, every pickup that he had had a governor in it. So I would have to say 100 miles an hour is where I topped out at.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, this is 163. <laughs> uh, I would say the fastest that I ever went, I had a 70 Dodge Challenger in high school that – um, somebody that I knew that might've had a radar gun, um, <laughs> and I was on good terms with yeah. told me that it, it went 140 yeah. once well, <laughs> while he know, was, while he was behind me. Then he passed me and told me to slow down. So. Sure. Uh, you know, I've always, uh, wanted to do like the, uh, the Richard Petty racing school. Do they still do those? I imagine they have to, right? Or- Not under that name, but I know there are the driving experiences uh, they they have. Uh, I know. I know specifically out at the uh, Las Vegas Motor Speedway they have that. Okay. Uh, they, they still they still do that because when I've worked at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway dirt track, they have been having. Uh, you can hear the cars going on the big track not too far away. So sure. uh, Yeah, you can hear them all day long. How fast do those get going? I'm not totally sure on that one, but I I mean yeah, at least 120. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Uh, yeah, that would be that would be fun. But yeah, one sixty three. That's cruising. <laughs> yeah, Bryce Hagerberg. He came in sixteenth uh, also in his qualifying run, thirty four point one one zero with a, a one fifty eight point three three one mile per hour average. Corey Haim, not Corey Haim from the uh, License to Drive <laughs> fame. He won the poll with uh, thirty point seven two nine. He he. Clocked in his speed, 175 miles an hour. 175. seventy five seven three oh 730 was actually the official time that on that is, one. That is moving. That's uh, and and that's in a car that is limited. Yeah. Like the NASCAR cars, I, I I don't have exactly what their lap times were, but when they qualified, but they were faster than that. Sure. You know, my daughter is speaking of speed and and going
0: that fast and what it would feel like. My daughter and I watched a little bit of drag racing uh i think it was sunday afternoon right that's when it was on john force was on and uh i mean some of those cars were going over 300 miles an hour
1: in a matter of what four or five seconds something like that from the kfgo studios to basically the first stoplight yeah to the north (laughs) yeah like like uh uh, five blocks it's a a quarter mile yeah
0: Yeah. (laughs) and and they're going so what kind of g-forces is that car pulling when you're going that short of a distance and you're reaching that kind of speed, uh,
1: I I would say uh, yeah, I fly. Well, I'm not a very good scientist well, on this. Yeah, one. I, I, enough I, enough for one of us to put a like a skid mark in the seat is a, <laughs> you know, the the, well, fra- I, the catchphrase all from uh, Sean Erdahl would be yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't
0: I wasn't looking for an actual number. I'm just thinking like wow, you know. That's got to be nuts.
1: I got, I've got. i been put back in my seat in many things that I've driven before, but yeah, I could not imagine going to 300 miles an hour and how much that would put you right in there. Yeah, in that short of a distance. That's crazy. By the way, at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway also, they have two seater uh, dragsters that you can rent and sit either, you can either sit in the back or you can rent one to drive. Wow. And uh, I think they only hit like 150 miles an hour, but still, sure. still, yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> it's a, enough a, to
1: get your attention in a short, in a and short get the, distance, get a good thrill. <laughs> <laughs> We, all right, we gotta go back to the Arca race out there. Nick Sanchez he ended up with the win after some uh, wreck and went on with a couple of the top drivers out there. Amber Balkan she ended up finishing in the ninth position, three laps down. And Haugerberg he finished five laps down in the thirteenth position. They actually so they moved forward, which is a good thing. Uh, they they they've been doing that a lot uh, in all the races. They've been avoiding the wrecks, they've been avoiding trouble, and they've been moving forward, which is that's a big thing. Yeah. You know, to, to first finish or to finish first, you must first finish. So, right. um, so good job with them. Uh, Sanchez, he's tied with Raja Carruth for the point lead. Amber Balkin sits in seventh place. She's 46 points out. And Bryce Haugeberg is 14th, 71 points out. Their next race out there in the Arca series, that'll be the General Tire 150 at the Charlotte Motor Speedway on Friday, May 27th. Two weeks. They got two weeks in between. Yep. They get a little bit of a break. Yeah. So
0: speaking of uh 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 Las Vegas and
1: that's a mile and a half track, right?
0: Yes. Yep. And and so is Kansas Motor Speedway.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's they're pretty close to the same. Almost a cookie cutter kind Um of. yeah, they were there was a thing where there's a trend in NASCAR at the time where they were building a lot of mile and a half tracks. Yep. And that was right around the time where they're getting away from a lot of the good tracks that everybody used to love. Right. But they're trying to branch out into different markets too so like chicagoland speedway was a thing too which was a mile and a half but they curved the back straight away yeah Yeah, it's still (laughs) still the same thing (laughs) a a d-shaped oval um but they've been modifying a lot of these tracks where kansas speedway they added a lot of banking to it okay uh kansas speedway put on a great nascar race this last sunday Uh, and I usually am the first person that says, oh, great, they're back at one of those cookie cutters, mm-hmm. but that actually, I will eat my words in that mm-hmm. one and say that it was a really good race on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. that was May 15th. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Busch, he was the winner of that one. He became the 11th different winner this season with his victory on Sunday in Kansas. Uh, Bush and Kyle Larson. Uh, the defending NASCAR champion had a hard-fought battle between the two of them in traffic to decide the winner. Uh, Kyle Larson made a heck of a save out there too, where he was he was pretty sideways mm-hmm. um, and ended up skipping the the uh, right rear uh, of right by the spoiler right on the wall yeah. and saved it. Yeah, it was and crazy. He wasn't the only one that did it, too. And Kevin Harvick did the same thing, and they did a great job keeping on, keeping on, keeping on, yeah. and uh, it was a great race out there. Uh, it's only the first win of the season for uh, the team uh, who is, for uh, Kurt Busch's team, the 23-11 team, as they call it, and it is owned by NASCAR driver uh, Denny Hamlin and also former Charlotte Hornet Michael Jordan. <laughs> he might have done some other stuff. I, he, um, he might have. I don't know. <laughs> it's the 30, 34th <laughs> win of uh, of Bush's career. Uh, Chase Elliott, he still holds the uh, holds a 52-point advantage over Ryan Blaney for the points, a 52-point lead over Kyle Busch and a 60-point lead over William Byron and a 68. Eight-point lead over the watermelon man, Ross Chastain. Mm-hmm. They're going to go out to Texas Motor Speedway this next weekend for the million-dollar all-star race Saturday night. Another mile-and-a-half track. Uh, right. Yes, uh, but it's it's more shaped like Charlotte. Sure. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> go, going back to uh, Kurt
0: Busch, 34th win. But if I remember right, it is he's won with uh, every current car manufacturer right now. You're, I, I believe so. Yeah, you're it, right. And five different teams,
1: I think. Yeah, because he he's he was a he won with Roush. Yeah, and that was Ford's. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to look it up. God, yeah, we do. We have to look that up. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of where he went from there. I know he he raced with uh, he won and raced with uh, with Tony Stewart. Yeah, was that a Toyota? Stewart that was- Haas. I think that at the time that might have been a Chevy. Uh, it was either a Chevy or a Ford because he's only had two different makes. Okay. Um, Furniture Row Racing. Did he win with them at all? I I don't even remember. I know he bounced around a lot. Um, Race with Chip Ganassi. Yeah, that would have been when he was in the one car before they sold to Trackhouse Racing, and I do believe he did win with them too. Yeah. Yeah, I will, uh, as As we're
0: going through, I'll I'll let you do your your uh, next... Oh, wait, here we go. Here we go. I think I found it. All right. I think I found it here now. He raced with Roush in the 97 car. Let's see if I can figure out their grid here, what's a win and what's not a win, or maybe they've got his wins. No, I don't see. I'll, they're they're going to make me do some work here. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll have to figure out their, their color grid. Um, but he raced with uh, Roush Racing from
1: 2000 to 2005, and those are Fords, the 97 Ford. Yep, because I, I remember he was sponsored by Rubbermaid, and at one time they had a car that was red with a yellow top that was painted after the Cozy Coops. If you remember those, any yeah, <laughs> anybody that's had a kid or been around people that have had kids has probably had one before. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: So it's got uh, the this grid that I'm looking at has uh, the 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 teams that he raced with. It's color coordinated, but I'm not exactly sure what the what the color coordination stands for. But uh, with Roush Racing in the '97 car, he did win um, several times. After that, he was with Penske in the number two Dodge. Correct, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's that's right. That would have been a Dodge at the time, yeah. Yep, and he won with them. Uh, went on to Phoenix Racing in a Chevy, but I don't believe he won in that car. Uh, but then he moved on to Furniture Row Racing. Um, that was also a Chevy. I don't see any wins in that car. But the next Chevy he raced in was Stuart Haas, uh, and he did win in that car. And then Stuart Haas went to a Ford, which he won in. And then uh, Chip Ganassi racing. Um, I don't see. I don't I want to guess they were in Chevys at the time. I could be wrong. That was Chevy. uh, And he did win in that. Uh, And now, of course, uh, 2311 racing in a Toyota. So five different owners, four different manufacturers, 34 wins.
1: Yeah. Pretty, Pretty Above average, we'll call it. Yeah, and you know, going back to a lot of those teams that he was with, like Phoenix Racing and Furniture Row Racing, that was when he'd blown up his own career. Mm-hmm. He he had, he hit a downward spiral. He did, and he is on his way back up, which is you know, I I, I actually had the chance to meet him in Fargo. Okay, um, we were uh, actually at the Acme Tool crib. There they had a meet and greet for him, and it was a really really bad day like uh, snowy and terrible sure. and he had just won the championship with with uh roush racing okay so he was in the 97 ford at the time and so of course you know uh, we talked about the gimmick racing that i had done i had raced in a 74 LT ltd four-door okay. <laughs> <laughs> one time <laughs> and won a race yep. and uh, this was the same year that he had won with Roush, and I walked <laughs> up to him and, like I said, since the weather was so terrible that day, yeah, I had plenty of time to talk to him, and he didn't want to listen. But it, okay. I don't blame him because he's like, "Oh, who's this, you know, jerk coming over here?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, so I, you know, walked up like fanboy, like I'm like, "Hey, we got something in common." <laughs> um, he's like, "Oh yeah, really? What?" <laughs> i'm paraphrasing on his behalf by the way but uh yeah, we both won races in a ford <laughs> oh you did and then i told him seventy forty ltd four-door and he's like and it was a two-driver car <laughs> so i ran the steering and the gas and another guy next to me ran the ran the brakes yeah <laughs> or, no he had the gas pedal sorry i had the steering and the brakes he had the gas pedal next to me and Okay. And he when he kind of perked up a little bit when I said that it's uh-huh. like also oh, there are two drivers in the car yeah and then he listened to me and and, and actually, you know, kind of got kind of started to That's warm funny. up a little bit. Yeah, he was it was pretty cool. Yeah. But you know, a lot of times you forget that these guys are people
0: too with yeah. good
1: good days, bad days, all that kind of stuff. And I'm um, sure he wanted to be here in the middle of a snowstorm yeah. in Fargo after he, he just won the NASCAR championship. Yeah, it's like, right. I got to go where?
0: Yeah. <laughs> this is my thanks for for winning this
1: championship. <laughs> I got to so. go I got to go to a tool shop here in town and it's in Fargo in the middle of a snowstorm <laughs> which it I the tool crib is a really nice place yeah, I have is. been there several times so mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah he warmed up pretty good so <laughs> yeah
0: well so um uh yeah you know I I kind of have been a uh, a roller coaster with Kurt Bush because r- right away you know um liked him and then like you said he had his kind of had a spiral and then you're like man what a jerk or whatever and i was really happy that he won i was i was pulling for him you know i'm nothing against Kyle Larson um but uh i, I was happy to see him pull that off on sunday it,
1: it, it's nice to see a team like that too that just started yeah uh come out and win and, and i know they have a they have a teammate with Bubba Wallace who won last year mm-hmm. but i mean really in this season that they have for nascar it's a completely different thing yep um the cars are different. The, the 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 whole makeup of everything is completely different. And to have so many, and it shows in the results. I mean, there's 11 yep. different winners so far this year. Only, I think, two drivers have won twice. Right. And we're getting into the all-star race. We're about halfway through the season, and there's only two drivers that have won twice. Yeah, that, that's nice to see. And the guy that's sitting in second place in points hasn't won a race yet. <laughs> That's my guy Ryan Blaney. <laughs> okay. Uh, I uh, um
0: I have decided. So I was um I was a Dale Earnhardt fan way back. I we, I think we talked about that before. My you know I I remember watching racing with my cousins on ESPN when you didn't get the races every week. And, <laughs> yeah. And um and then, uh, watched, ESPN, the coverage is excellent. Yeah, the coverage is excellent. <laughs> and uh, watching Dale Earnhardt, you know, Dale Jarrett, uh, Rusty Wallace, all those guys, Mark Martin. Uh, and then I kind of went through a, a sort of a it was after all, the, you know, the some of the rule changes and points, uh, uh, changes and all that kind of stuff. I was like, you know. Uh, maybe this isn't for me anymore. And I didn't watch for a very long time. I just started getting back into watching it a couple of years ago. And so you come back and you're like, I don't know any of these people. You know, <laughs> right? Okay, Tony Stewart, I know. I know Kurt Busch, uh, uh, Ryan Newman.
1: Um, but a lot of these guys, I have no idea who you are. And it's, it's, uh, it's kind of like uh, after you've graduated high school and yeah. then you go and show up at your high school <laughs> yeah. cl- like halfway through the year it's who are these people who are these people Yeah, and, exactly. and they're looking at you the same way yeah <laughs> it's get the, got the same feeling there yep
0: so i didn't i didn't really have a uh a, a driver uh we'll say until i saw ross chastain smash that watermelon <laughs> and then i'm like this is my guy you know i was like hey i like this guy and then he was eating the watermelon that he had just smashed on the track and well, then I was like, well, yeah. It landed, he-
1: landed, you know, the right way up. So <laughs> it's not like he was grabbing the pieces off of the concrete. <laughs> yeah. no, you, grab the, you grab the right part. Then I was like, okay, this is definitely my guy.
0: So. <laughs> I'm a Ross Chastain fan. I, I
1: like him too. I, I really like him. <laughs> he, he's a good, good blue-collar dude that yeah. came in there in a NASCAR. Yep. And, and I'm with you on this. You know, when I got involved in the, in the local racing scene a lot more uh, as an announcer and stuff, You know, Buffalo River it was racing on Sundays, Mm -hmm. and I'd be getting to the track at about one, two o'clock. So I'd be missing a lot of the NASCAR race. So I basically checked out. Sure. And along with you, the rule changes got complicated and way too difficult to understand. And I'm still not totally (laughs) understanding it, but I'm doing the best that I can with it. But yeah, now the last couple of years have really been intriguing Mm -hmm. and really good yeah like when kyle larson came back and dominated and put on great show after great show after great show yeah it along with that and then going out and racing you know he went in fargo yeah yep. (laughs) he's he's won everywhere he's he's and he 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 put on a great show at every dirt track he was at and he just kind of united everybody Mm -hmm. and that's after you know Almost his blowing his too. career up. Yeah, he had his troubles too. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you look at that, and that made NASCAR interesting again. Yeah. And uh, that's why I've been I've been really interested in watching NASCAR. And thanks to having like YouTube TV now, I can watch it whenever I want to. Like, right, I can watch it live on my phone, or I can I I can uh, watch it sometime after I'm done or when I get the chance to sure yeah exactly they've also been doing a lot of the, a lot of great stuff with you their YouTube stuff where they they have YouTube highlight clips and then they also on Tuesdays they usually post the full race mm-hmm. uh, out there on YouTube also so you can you get the chance to find it
0: yeah which is a great thing I you know and um, I think I saw you post on Facebook about this so I think we're on different sides of the uh, of the debate on this. Okay, but I, but I hate that they put dirt over the top of of uh, <laughs> Bristol for for the for the the cup race or the you know the the NASCAR race like that. But I think you're on the other side of that. Yeah, I'm on debate. the way
1: other side of that one. Man. Yeah, I I got the chance to work there for the last two years uh, for the Bristol Dirt Nationals. Yeah, uh, well, that's different though. I'm yeah. not talking about that. I'm talking. But I actually I really liked the dirt race this year. <laughs> <laughs> the year before it was diff it was difficult to watch because uh-huh. uh, they. But they listened to the track prep guy. Mike Van Genderen was the guy that put that track together, and it was beautiful when they, when they ran this year. Uh-huh. Uh, it was about as perfect of a dirt track as you can possibly have. The year before, they wanted to run it during the daytime. Uh-huh. And you can't get a good dirt race during the daytime. It's, sure. It doesn't matter how much water you put on it. It's not going to hold. It's going to get dry. It's going to get dusty. It's going to be terrible looking.
0: That was my beef. I it, And to be fair, I didn't watch fair. this year I didn't, because I was like, no, I'm not doing this. Uh, but that was my beef with with the first running was I'm like, okay, they can't see each other. Mm-hmm. I can't see them. All the people in the stands are probably getting choked out right now. This is dumb. You know, I mean, that <laughs> yeah. was my thought. And and I didn't watch this. I know,
1: and I totally get that. And, and uh and uh yeah, Mike Van and he put he put these eyes on this one and he was uh he really put a lot of work into the track and he told them flat out, do it at night. hmm Do it at night. Because and when we did the Bristol Dirt Nationals this last year, we never had a race that started before the sun at least went behind the grandstands. Uh-huh. And because of that, we had zero issues with dust. Sure. And it was awesome that way.
0: Does that um and maybe you don't know the answer to this, but when they obviously they're they're taking all that dirt off now for, yeah. the, for the next race, does do they have any maintenance to do on that track after you know, I mean, I've worked with heavy equipment before. They're probably going to do a little scraping on that on that surface or do they have it Figured out to
1: where they're not, you know, they're going to be tender with it. We'll say it, it's not going to be too bad. Um, a lot of, uh, it, they do have like a layer, I think, of uh, sawdust and sand kind of thing. Oh, uh, like underneath. a buffer. Yeah, okay. they, they got a buffer in there that it packs in hard, but when they get the real dirt off, the heavy dirt off of there, it basically falls off. Oh, okay. The banking is so steep out there. I mean, it just. It'll slide right down it'll when they done, or, and then they just throw some, they got some street sweepers and stuff. Sure. And that makes sense. Throw a lot of water down, and, and it'll wash right off. The way that that place drains is is amazing, actually. I still
0: want to go there sometime.
1: <laughs> so. I tell you what, it is one of the greatest things that I've ever gotten to do in my life is just to go there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on the way there, like you're you're going up and down a lot of the mountains and stuff like that, and literally the mountains open up to show you where that racetrack is. Wow, that's cool. It, it opens up, and then you see this, and you, uh, yeah, you can't see this on on the uh, on the podcast here, but my eyes got really huge just talking <laughs> about it. But yeah, it's the biggest football stadium you've ever seen in your life i mean sure. it's you know it's a basically a football stadium or, or around a half mile instead yeah. of like a regular like quarter mile which would be around your regular football field mm. and you get up to it and it just keeps getting bigger looking yeah and when you get to the actual track itself i mean the the elevator shafts alone are as big on the side that we we're at, which is the the smallest side for it, as far as the way the elevators go up, mm-hmm. it's as big as a grain elevator oh, around wow. here. It's you're looking at the. I I got to talk to a couple of our local guys that went down there, and they they said that it's like we don't have grain elevators this tall. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been to uh Michigan is the only.
0: The only okay. track I've been to. I don't know if you've been there b- before. I have no? not, no. Okay. And it, when all the cars come by, and that was back when they had 43 cars in the field. But yeah. when, when they all come by going full speed, that is insanely loud when they come by. What's it like being in
1: Bristol Motor Speedway? Uh, it, it's, it's a constant. Yeah, uh, I got to uh, one of the times I was running a wireless cam in the infield, and we we're trying to do an interview, and I couldn't hear the guys in front of me. Sure, yeah, <laughs> I, c- I can't imagine because and, you're in that bowl, basically, and there are cars running at the time too. Yeah. So, you, you, and then cars racing, it, it, you can't hear anything. Right? Right. and it, uh, the guy that I was working with, my spotter, he told me that uh, at one point he he told me there's a fight. And I didn't hear what he said and he was he was screaming in my ear on that one. There's a fight. (laughs) I Know (laughs) I'm right. (laughs) He grabbed me and threw 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 me on the golf cart and we took off when I had the wireless cam on me and 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 yeah, it was you still couldn't hear it Wow then when it was dead quiet So they have two buildings that are over in between turns three and four Uh, one is the media center slash uh, party deck thing that they have out there and the other one is the victory lane with the with the uh on the roof with the um the medical center underneath it Mm -hmm. so i'm standing in between those two and i we we have this thing out at our lake uh cabin sometimes where we're trying to yell at people and or call sasquatch (laughs) we do like a yep (laughs) and we, we do it really loud and I did it as loud as I could, and it echoed back to me seven times Wow! before it really? stopped. And I'm standing next to a couple friends of mine that, that I work with, and <laughs> we're like, this is awesome. <laughs> this is while they had heavy equipment still running around there in the wow. infield. Wow, so that's crazy. That was after one of those nights, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I was just curious about that. So, But yeah, the sound out there, uh, you feel it. Yeah. It, oh, I, yeah, I you, believe that. You feel it. In, you feel it hit you in front first, and then it's still it, it'll massage your back in the chair. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> so, all right, Corey, let's
0: uh, let's move on. I don't want to miss out on World of Outlaws updates. They got
1: rained out on May thirteenth, yeah, but, you know, but they did run on the fourteenth yeah, on lucky, Saturday. Lucky for them, they rained out on. Friday the 13th, (laughs) unfortunate kind of though, but uh, they did run uh, the Morgan Cup at Williams Grove Speedway in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania on Saturday, May 14th. Jacob Allen, he led 28 laps of that Morgan Cup on Saturday night, but the race was 30 laps long, Um, and that's a tough break for him. Uh, Brent Marks, who had no breaks at the end of the race, ended up stealing the win and he also held off Carson Macedo, Sheldon Hodenshield Rico Abreu, and Donnie Schatz, who got back up into the top five. He's been having a tough year, yeah. But uh, you know, that's a good run for him. That's mm-hmm. a good momentum builder right there. To get that top five. That's good. Uh, Macedo, he was set to take over the point lead, but he came in light at the scales and was disqualified. So the uh, Big Cat Brad, Brad Sweet, uh, he retains the top-of-the-point standings. Long, uh, David Gravel will be 24 points back. Carson Macedo will be in, uh, dropping back down to third, 42 points back. Sheldon Hodshield is 82 points back. Lo, Logan Schuhart is 102 points back. Donnie Shot uh, sits in seventh, 144 points out of the lead. Uh, okay. Tonight they're going to be racing. Well, it'll be Tuesday night, uh, Bridgeport Motorsport. Sports Park in Swedsboro, May 17th. Yeah, May 17th. That'll be, yeah, yeah, that night. uh, That's going to be their next one out there. They also have Friday, May 20th at Attica Raceway Park in Ohio, Attica, Ohio uh saturday may 21st there'll be sharon speedway that'll be hartford ohio that is owned by one of uh, the former track record holders at the red river valley speedway here in west fargo dave blaney oh really yeah i've been a blaney since day one so i know (laughs) that's that i was there the day he he got that and he won he dominated that night uh i think he only had it for one day though uh, really, <laughs> back in the old half mile days, but <laughs> yeah, he he, but he had it and he won. Cool. So yeah, that was great. So I've got a question.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, uh came in light at the scales. Yes, and was disqualified. Don't uh, how does that happen? I mean, it happens. How does it happen? Um, because don't they aren't they able to weigh in? beforehand or do they kind of have to make their best guess or
1: a lot of that has to do with uh you try to get the car as light as possible with uh you know depending on where you think the fuel load is going to be okay and that was that was a big thing there were a lot of cars actually i believe jacob allen his problem when he dropped out of the race uh uh, he ran out of fuel okay so i'm sure Came in light because there was a low low fuel load when he got it onto the scales. So uh, oh, okay. that that was that's my guess. Sure, sure. Um, and I'm actually kind of surprised there weren't more people that came in light. Uh huh. Because it was a it was a somewhat dry track that night. They didn't gain a lot of mud, mm. even though they did have some rain issues out there. They didn't gain any mud on those cars. Sure, from okay. what I saw. And, and yeah, he. Yeah, he came in light, probably because there's a lot of a lot of yellows, a lot of a lot of laps yeah. that were run that were uncontested, and that that'll that'll burn off a lot of fuel. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. I guess I didn't think of that.
0: They'll, you know, they probably take that into consideration. We'll pick up a little mud, or we'll pick up this, or we'll pick,
1: you know, the, yeah, the, fuel. A lot of great stories I know of the old days of the West Fargo track where people would, you know, drive it into the ditch, as they call it, ditch the car <laughs> and get a lot of mud on it. And, um that's funny (laughs) They have your bumper nice and uh with a nice little contour to it so that it would gain a lot of mud when you drove before you got to the scale and that way you actually made weight and that's funny or if people with cement in their helmets that was in a different helmet and they would their crew guy would come over and put it on the car and then give them the other helmet (laughs) and (laughs) <laughs> it's a lot of tricks. Or they they're one of my favorite stories. Was uh, and this was Rick Auckland. Um, I, I've been told this by several people, and Rick didn't deny this. Okay. He smiled at me when I asked him about this. <laughs>
0: Neither confirmed nor denied.
1: <laughs> he he uh, was driving someone else's car and uh, got asked. Uh, or he, it was a car that he built. They said, well take all the lead off of it. I'll figure out how it how it runs." <laughs> well, you're gonna you're gonna come in light. He's like, "Don't worry about it," and he actually hit the scale with the car after he'd won the race. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one of my one of my favorite stories I've ever heard about about cheating and get away with it. That's get, great! <laughs> wow, that's funny. He might have also had the concrete helmet too. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny.
0: So, all right. Well, that uh, that takes care of World of Outlaws. Uh, so, I'm looking at your your list of what's next, and the first one on the list is a track that I've been to before. And you know what? Greatest burger in all of racing. Yeah, you've said that before. That's <laughs> great. Uh, I was just uh, just down there uh, uh, on uh, the week of. Uh, um, it would have been about May uh, 13th, I think. I was there. Okay. I uh, went to a funeral down there. Um, that Friday, whatever that Friday was. Um, the funeral was in Ashley, but we stopped in Wishick, but um, that's where I'm from, originally. So, uh, nice to see you got that on
1: the list. They've got their season opener on Thursday, May 19th coming up. Yep, right at the Tri-County Speedway in Wishick. Uh, that'll be a 7.30 start time. Um, and like I said, the best burger in all of racing <laughs> and <laughs> I've been to over 80 tracks uh <laughs> that I can confirm off the top of my head and <clears throat> I have gone there specifically to get a burger <laughs> like there was they have a usually their two uh show or two night show thing I was out in Superior Wisconsin the night before okay and drove all the way to Wishick the next day
0: just for the burger
1: during a day race to get the burger <laughs> and that's a nice place too i yeah. i really enjoy that yeah. that that, uh, that place and a lot of great people out there too oh yeah yep. so yeah that'll be thursday may 19th tri county speedway wishick uh their season opener friday may 20th as of now, we still have the Red River Valley Speedway opener with the Military Appreciation Night. That'll be in West Fargo at 7 o'clock. River City Speedway and Grand Forks. They also have their opener that'll be on that'll be at 7 o'clock. I-94 Sure Step Speedway Fallen Lyman Memorial Race. That'll be in Fergus Falls at 7 o'clock. Uh, that'll be that's Friday night, May 20th. Saturday, May 21st, the Jamestown Speedway will have a test in tune from 4 to 8 o'clock. Viking Speedway fall in Lyman Memorial in Alexandria. That'll be 6.30 start time. The North Central Speedway Ron Johnson Memorial with bus races nice. in Brainerd at 5.45. Uh, that, you know, that's a fun place. I've, yeah. I've I try to make a make a trip out there at least once a year. Yeah uh Chris Cole said their announcer out there is a he's a friend of mine. I, I really enjoy talking with him. That's great. And yeah, they're racing buses on a place where it really shouldn't work, but it is it does. <laughs> <laughs> Then Sunday, May 22nd, Buffalo River Speedway will have their season opener in Glendon, Minnesota. That'll be 6 o'clock start time. Cheyenne Speedway in Lisbon will have their Race of Champions qualifier. Plus, every week they're racing late models now, so they're going to have a good show out there. That'll be 6 o'clock start time there as well. Monday, May 23rd. Don't have a time on this yet, but Red River Kart Club is set to have a test in tune. Very nice.
0: Got a full schedule again. So that's awesome. And it's starting to look even better. Yeah. Getting getting into the thick of it. The weather hopefully will cooperate, and the tracks will be up and running, and you got racing all over the place. I love it. So anything else, Corey? No, I think that's it. We're good. All right. Well, uh, thank you for joining Checkers & Wreckers Victory Lap. Uh, remember, you can find us anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast, And don't forget to listen to Checkers and Wreckers on KFGO every Friday morning at 640, where you'll get the very latest updates from Corey. So for Corey Litton, I'm Ryan Janke. Thanks for joining Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap.